Locked and Down, The Reset with Cindy Paluta is brought to you by Salal. Mind, body, Salal. 702 presents Locked and Down podcast. The Reset with Cindy Paluta. Welcome everyone to Locked and Down, The Reset. I'm Cindy Paluta. Thank you so much for listening in today. We're continuing our journey to a reset. And today we're talking about relationships. Not just the romantic ones, all relationships. Less than two years ago, we were all forced to live close together with some people, yet further apart from others. We were forced to be in close contact with those living under the same roof, but socially distanced from our friends, colleagues, and wider networks. Having good social connections is good for your mental health. On the flip side, there were some people who realized the relationships they found themselves in were damaging and the wrong ones. Others used lockdown to distance themselves. Worldwide studies and conversations with lawyers indicate that living in a stressful situation of confinement combined with financial stress, job insecurity and an economy that has not recovered since the COVID pandemic has led to a rise in marital conflict. But it's not just marriages that have suffered. Friendships have suffered too. Forced to schedule Zoom evenings and WhatsApp video calls. Connection which is what all humans need, was ripped away from us. And if you yourself have noticed a shift in the relationships around you, you're not alone. Now is as good time as ever to reset and how we conduct our relationships. But where do we start? So today, I'm very fortunately joined by psychologist Vuyo Temba. Let's start the hard work. COVID and lockdown did so much to change relationships. Are we still seeing those effects? I suppose we'll see those effects going forward, Cindy, because like you said, it's not only romantic relationships that have been affected, but it's family relationships, friendships, work relationships, and of course, romantic relationships. And I suppose others have done well in getting to a place where we've sort of established a new normal. But there's some of those, I mean, when we think of relationships that we haven't even spoken about, relationships between mothers who gave birth during COVID and the impact of that on on attachment, that we will only start seeing towards, I suppose, when the kids are growing. But yeah, the effects of COVID on the relationships, it's something we probably will live with unless we've learned to be adaptable to them. Often relationships are about boundaries and accepting people's boundaries. And let's chat about a breakdown in personal boundaries because now you are isolated from your larger community that would normally distract you. Now you're stuck at home. You don't have the going out, the seeing the outside world, the seeing different people, just even going to the shops. You're now stuck in a small space. And for some people, though you love the people you're stuck with, it still felt claustrophobic. It did. It it actually did. And I mean, when we look at boundaries, we need to differentiate the different boundaries that are there. I mean, there were physical boundaries, right? Sexual boundaries as well in terms of what our sexual preferences are, especially when we come to intimate relationships, emotional relationships in terms of vulnerability, financial boundaries as well. And if we look at how all of these were tested, 
it's, it's quite severe. In other cases, people use the opportunity to redefine their boundaries because, you know, where before we thought we could survive with certain people, but because the space was bigger, it was easier. But now we probably had to start negotiating our emotional boundaries because how do I say no to somebody who's also going through what I'm going through? You know, so those people who seem to have done better were the people who were able to consistently redefine and renegotiate their boundaries with other people. And Vuyo, I think it must be quite hard to accept that in all of this is to accept that the person you chose to spend forever with, but is now the person you're divorced because actually living with them day in and day out, working together, existing together under one roof is just intolerable. Yeah, this, I suppose there would be different responses depending on which side you're sitting, right? There were people who probably, or there are people who may see this as very liberating because suddenly I can say I've given it all that I can, that I could to, to, to ensure that this relationship works. But on the other hand, it is a difficult thing because a lot of us would then have to question ourselves in terms of what are our values? What are my interests? What were my thoughts about these people? And so when I'm now having to step away and see this person in the light that I didn't desire, that has to be difficult. And, and so there's a lot of grief that has had to, people have had to go through during this time. And, and I think that a lot of people didn't acknowledge the losses that came and the need to then grieve some of these relationships because our focus had sort of shifted to grieving people that had passed on rather than relationships that were struggling or relationships that were were on breaking point. So speaking of relationships at breaking point, Lebo, one of the challenges many people I talked to seem to have had was to negotiate some personal space without offending their partners or those stuck in close proximity to them. Are there tricks for how to tell them I just need a little me time? I think for me, Cindy, it even starts with understanding where our relationships are, right? Because every relationship, it's got a life cycle of its own. In the beginning, the honeymoon stage, we're merging, it's wonderful. We can't, we can't bear to be apart from each other. And then at some point that runs its course. And then we start to, to see aspects of the person that we're not quite sure of. And so we sort of go into a state of being in doubt and denial, disappointment. And then we get to this place of disillusionment because now there's a lot of power struggles in how we're negotiating the relationship. And I think a lot of us, what has happened is that when we found ourselves in that stage of being disillusioned in our relationship, we then assumed that the only way to deal with things is to be out of the relationship. So for me, I think it's important for us to understand first where our relationship is in terms of its own life cycle. Because if we can do that, 
then the, the negotiation and the understanding of need for personal time is contextualized in terms of where we are. Because if it's honeymoon and I'm wanting space and time, then it probably communicates something. Maybe this is not the person that I should be with because we know when we're in that honeymoon phase, we can't bear to be away from each other. But if we're in that disillusionment stage of the relationship, it does make time that suddenly I'm going to need space and time because there's things I'm having to negotiate in the relationship in relation to myself as well and what I bring. So when when we speak about space and, and personal time, I think we also have to understand why that is important for the relationship because a lot of it has to do with allowing for individuality because this is the space where I can reconnect with the individual that I am and the person that I know myself to be so that I can contribute better into the relationship. So when we understand why this is also important, we can then start to look at it differently rather than think you want out or you want us to separate, you know, and, and also why it's important to have that personal space and time in relationship is that it allows us to pay attention to our emotional needs because we can see ourselves and reflect on the issue from an outsider's perspective to actually keep testing if how we're dealing and engaging with issues is actually good for the relationship. So I think for me, those are the two key things. How then do we express this need for space? I think it's something else because, I mean, if we think also about what some of the things that are important in relationship, one of them is intimacy. And this is not intimacy in the, in the passionate sense of sexual attraction, but it's just those feelings of attachment, closeness and connectedness to somebody. And that is important for the relationship. And this is the one thing that COVID also affected in romantic relationship in that suddenly there was so much space and that it wasn't also giving us time to reflect on how do we do we navigate the space in relation to ourselves, our needs and the partner? And so it's about thinking of it as a balance to say, I need the space, but at the same time, I don't want to be completely disengaged from the relationship. So how do we communicate it? It is really about communication, you know, communicating what do I mean when I say I need space and time. And and remember also, Cindy, when we think about this, we also need to think almost healthy relationships. We're not talking about dysfunctional spaces where somebody needs uh, space and personal time because they're either busy with other things that are counterproductive to their relationship. We're talking about a genuine need of I just need space to reflect. Um, so we need to be able to communicate one, what that space looks like. So when I say I need space to my partner, what is that? What does that look like? Am I saying I'm fine to be in the same house with him? but then I don't want them talking to me or am I saying I want to do things alone or specific things alone? What is it that I mean? Okay. And then the second thing is we need to be able to explain to our partners why, what we need the space for. Okay. Because the worst thing is asking for something from somebody without giving them a sense of why it is important to you. 
And when it comes to friendships and family, I think again there, it is about the communication and communicating why that space is also important for me, as opposed to just, you know, imposing the idea of space on other people without really helping them to understand why it is important for you. Coming up, we've heard what strategies worked for some couples during lockdown, but I'll share something my husband does, which seems to work so well for our relationship. And I want to hear from Vuyo if it's a good thing for all to try. It's said that health is wealth, and in the pursuit of wellness, many are looking beyond medicines that manage symptoms and choosing supplements that can provide real health solutions in support of more holistic lifestyles. Solal offers a comprehensive range that combines micronutrients with concentrated plant extracts. Only the highest quality ingredients to nourish your body and mind with essential vitamins for overall health. Mind. Body. Solal. Locked and Down Podcast. The Reset. With Cindy Paluta. Sometimes you could be sitting there and you could find yourself being irritated and exhausted and confused and worried. And as you said, it's very easy to snap at the partner next to you and to take it out on those that love you the most. Sometimes you have to sit there and go inwards and go, hang on, am I actually irritated with the person? Am I irritated with my partner? Or actually, am I just myself frustrated with something within me? And at the same time, you know, there's this notion in society that your partner is your soulmate. They're your best friend and they're your forever and they're your everything. And that's a really big, high expectation to put on your partner. Yeah. For them to be your everything, it's it's unreasonable. Sometimes I sit at home and I speak to my husband and he says, I think this is one for your friends. And then I get together with my friends and I unpack it with them because your partner cannot be your absolute everything, especially because they're also going through the most. It, it's all true, Cindy. And and I mean, for me also, how we manage, and, and you'll hear that when I talk about relationship, I talk a lot about talking. You know, we need to talk. We need to be open. We need to be honest. And, and also thinking of what's in the best interest of the relationship, whether it's the romantic relationship, a friendship, a sibling relationship, a family relationship, it's always important to think of my need in relation to the needs of the relationship as well. Um, but also, you know, one of the things that helps us manage all these things that we may be feeling is what we call mindfulness, right? Like you said, we may snap, but we're not even aware what is happening. Sometimes we're snapping because I'm just hungry or I'm just tired. I need to I need to sleep. I just need a I biscuit need and a cup of tea. Because most of us are not fully living in the moment. We're not then even able to to get our needs met in the manner that would make us feel better for the relationship. And so when it comes to having to communicate what it is that we're feeling and what it is that we need, we then struggle. And I think we forget that, you know, in every relationship, it's also that person's life and they have needs and they either can or 
can't listen to you today and it's not about taking it personally. They maybe just don't have the emotional capacity to listen to you on that day. And I remember when we were all in lockdown, we all used to send each other these beautiful, you know, emoji cards and whatever, digital cards saying stuff like, let us, you know, when they open, when they open the doors again, we will all go out and we'll hug and we will just embrace and live in the moment and accept everybody. And I will never take any moment for granted. Are we starting yeah. to take relationships for granted? It, it is difficult to say. I think some of us have slacked. If you think of some of the things that kept us going in relationships during COVID, the being conscientious of the other person, the valuing of time, every minute counts. So we're going to do what we need to do now to to just allow ourselves the pleasure of living life. So I think probably because now there's a lot of other things that are competing for our attention, some of that stuff has sort of gone to the back You know, we've touched on some very valuable tips and tools that we can use in relationships. Number one, I think for me is always go inwards. Am I actually irritated with this person in front of me or am I irritated with the situation that has presented itself? And you've, you've touched on this throughout our conversation about connection and communication, which are very, very important and open and honest communication because the people that you value and the relationships that you value will accept your honesty and your open communication. And if they don't, and they're not willing to work on a way forward, then perhaps it's not worth a relationship worth nourishing. But just, do you have any other tips or tools that people can use, you know, and if those don't work, who should they turn to? Some of the tips I think that we 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 can also use. This also worked well with most of my clients during COVID. You know, having stress reducing conversations. The Gottman Foundation sort of uses that language, but what it's really about is also allowing ourselves time to discuss topics outside of the relationship because we we don't often um i don't know how to put it but it's it's almost like we've be- even now with what i'm seeing people doing is perhaps going on the other extreme is to say now we don't want to drop the ball at all <laughs> and so we try and overcompensate and we're trying to give our kids 20,000 experiences in a year, but their brain can't even take that um, in the name of us wanting to now, you know. So sometimes having conversations outside of the, the experience of COVID or the experience of the relationship itself is also important. And so this is where we probably would have to have conversations about random things, you know. I know maybe I'm being too simplistic, Not but things all. like the weather, things like food, um, what food do we want to eat? What, how do we see this food? What is it doing to us? How is it nourishing our body? Um, you know, um, and, and these can be addressed in different conversations. But also, I think it's like the, what I was talking about. What are our rituals of connections? What are those things that we can start to say they are our thing? When we do them, it, it reminds us that we're coming into connection with those that we value and, and those that we love. When it all then 
if we feel because some relationship to also be be honest have taken a huge strain that people have have gotten to a place where as much as we love each other we don't know how to fix this and and probably that's then the point where we should be looking for for help outside and that's when we look for professional help because professionals are able to also then help us make sense of the new dynamic that we are now playing into and how we can be adaptable and adjusting to that new dynamic as opposed to seeing it all as being negative or something we have to fix on our own alone. I heard a very great quote the other day and I've kind of started to use it as my mantra and I remind myself of this quite daily, is comparison is the thief of all joy. I'm sure you've heard it. And so easy on social media to open your Instagram or your Facebook or your Be Real or your TikTok or whatever and see these glamorous, glorious couples or see these friendship circles, you know, find your tribe, love them hard. And so often we see other people having these amazing experiences, perceived amazing experiences. And we think, hang on a second, what's wrong with me and my marriage? Why doesn't my husband want to TikTok dance with me? Why doesn't he want to wear matching outfits on Instagram? And sometimes your relationship is not broken and there's no need to actually fix it. And, And that's why, Cindy, when we started, you know, when I was talking about also understanding the pulse of our relationship, where is it? Because if we don't understand those things we then desire or we start to pathologize the state of our relationships even though there's nothing wrong or even though perhaps not that there isn't anything wrong but it probably just calls for the renegotiation and and the rebargaining around what is important for our relationship at this stage because it could be that our relationship at different stages needs different things and different interventions. But but what you're talking about, the, the trap of social media, and I think a lot of people still find themselves stuck there. And so for me also, the biggest relationship here that becomes important is the relationship with ourselves, because that I'm already comparing myself to relationships relationships, whether in my intimate relationship or my sibling relationship or my friendship relationship, a big part of it has to do with how I see myself and the relationship that I have with myself to say, there's something wrong with it if we are not going on these girl trips. But I'm not going on girl trips because my group of friends and myself are at a different stage or even our relationship is at a different stage where we may not value the going to 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 a vacation, but we may say because we have a certain type of lifestyle, we want to do things here where it's close by to other things that we want to do and that are our responsibility. I think in closing, you've touched on so many brilliant points and I cannot thank you enough for your time. And in specifically, you've spoken about connection, communication and evaluating where you want to be in your own relationship. Thank yes, you. it is. And, and I think the biggest is the relationship with ourselves because that's who we bring in every other relationship. If you can't love yourself, you can't love others. Definitely. 
Thank you for your time today, Voyo, Voyo Temba. I think it's important as humans that we feel connected in the world. You can start with the South African Depression and Anxiety Group if you are feeling like you need to reach out and feel connected. Their contact details 0800-456-789. I also know that Lifeline offers free counselling services if you go to lifeline.co.za and fill out a contact form. I'd love to hear from you. You can contact me on Twitter using the hashtag The Reset. Let me know what you're thinking or if there's any topic you'd love us to discuss. From me, Cindy Paluta, thank you so much for giving me your time and remember to be kind to yourself. 702 presents Locked and Down Podcast. The Reset with Cindy Paluta. Locked and Down The Reset with Cindy Paluta was brought to you by Salel. Mind, body, Salel.